Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, college football fans across the nation and around the world. This is Tim May with the Tim May Show. Coach Cooper, John Cooper, they named a show after me. What do you think about that? I think it's great. That's, that should have happened a long time ago. Yeah, it yeah, used to be exactly. the John Cooper Show. I would, here, I would watch your show. You know that. Yeah, I know you would, man. Anybody you, knows anything about college football, we're talking to him right Yeah, here. and vice versa here, ladies mm -hmm. and gentlemen. You've, you know, you've taken a team to – you know, way back when, when you were a head coach, I mean, you, you were assistant coach all across the country, and then you were a head coach at Tulsa, Arizona State, and The Ohio State University. And uh, I think you took a team with, with, with teams that went into over 90, 90 stadiums around the country. And of course, Ohio State's headed to Notre Dame for the first time since 1996. And you happen to be the head coach of Ohio State in 1996, took a team in there and kicked butt just like you guys had done in 1995, the first time those teams, these two teams had gotten together in, what, 60, 60 years? 60 and y'all kicked yes. butt right here in this stadium. I still see Terry Glenn going about 70 against the uh, <laughs> Allen Rossum, the fastest man in college football, and Terry Glenn outran him. My point is, you've seen a lot of places, you've been a lot of places, seen a lot of football, and here goes Ohio State back to Notre Dame Stadium for the first time since 1996. That's almost a crime, isn't it? That you're this close and you you haven't played? Absolutely. And no, they played no, bowl games, but you know what I'm saying. No, nobody's got more respect for Notre Dame than I have. I think you and I talked about that. I've tra traveled and coached all over the country. Never questioned the integrity of that program. Lou Holtz, a great football coach. I coached against him when, yeah. even when I was at Tulsa and he's at Arkansas, you know. But, uh, no, that was, a, what, that was my 150th victory that was up there. That, down here in 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 in, in, in sixty five and up there in sixty six is two of the greatest wins. Ninety five, ninety six. Yeah, yeah. ninety five, yeah. ninety six. Yeah. Two of the greatest wins I had in my coaching career. Yeah, and you know, what do you remember? We're, we don't need to get into the details necessarily. That ninety five game, but that was a harbinger game in in the sense of it showed what you guys were capable of. Obviously, what my my good friend uh, Bruce Hilly had a great had a great line after that game because I don't know if you remember when you were coming out of the old tunnel, you tripped coming out. <laughs> you had to bring that up. Didn't you? Yeah, but I mean, he wrote a great line. He goes, the, the theme then was win one for the tripper, <laughs> which I thought was one of the greatest lines ever. Give him credit because he's going through a little bit of a tough time right now. Uh, Bruce Hooley is. But uh, but then that kind of set the table. You had Eddie George. You had Terry Glenn. You had Bobby Hoying in his third year as a starting quarterback. Really good defense with Matt Finkus, Luke Fickle, Matt uh, – Mike Vrabel, just a Sean Springs. I mean, it goes on and on and pretty, on. Pretty good offensive yeah. left tackle. And you, yes, a guy named uh, Orlando Pace. Orlando was that Pace. His name? Orlando was Pace. that his name? Yeah. Uh, but the bottom line is, what a star-studded team. And yet, people were still kind of doubting you going into that game, right? And you flipped it on its ear. Only that could happen at at the Ohio State University, you know. What have yeah. you done for me lately? Yes, you know? exactly. Yeah. But those two teams, 95-96. I don't think you're going to see a better football team. I know I know this. You're not going to see a more talented football team than we had, in, in particularly in 96. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, because in 95, you had all these stars. 96, to me, was the more interesting win, victory, because we'll get into it in a minute. But you replaced a bunch of those guys. You know, uh, uh, Bobby Hoying was gone. Ricky Dudley was gone. Terry Glenn was gone. But you still had that left tackle named Orlando Pace. Still the greatest lineman I've ever seen in college football. And we had those defensive linemen you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, you had Luke, a few Luke defensive and... linemen, Mike Vrabel, uh, 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 Luke Fickle, and Matt Finkus. 
You had Sean Springs still. Pretty good, uh, pretty good linebacker. Antoine Winfield. Greg Belisari. Greg Belisari. And, and a guy and, named Andy Katzenmoyer. Andy Katzenmoyer wasn't too bad. So freshman, <laughs> y'all were, freshman, y'all were bringing along. Uh, but what was, I guess, what was the confidence level going up there in 1996? Because, like you said, it was just a second trip ever for Ohio State to that stadium, that fabled place. One guy you haven't mentioned is Fred Pugich. My defensive coordinator, and we started that silver bullet defense. Or Fred Fred Puggis did. Yeah. And and you know we we opened it we, a little bit like this year. We opened the season Rice. I think we beat them seventy to seven, and we beat Pitt seventy two to nothing or something like that. Y'all parboiled Rice. But and we ahead. didn't blitz. We played just a standard defense. We went up there and and got off the bus. You know, blitzing their quarterback. Got yeah. after their quarterback, Ron Pollison. One time, people thought he was going to win the Heisman Trophy. Three times. Three times. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, you know. Uh, We'll get into that in a minute. But we got, after, we got after him pretty good. We had, we had great, ta- great talent. Great yeah. talent on that football team. Yeah, but what, what was the – let's get to the real crux of it, though. You had two quarterbacks, Stan Jackson and Joe Germain, and you played them both. I mean, when everybody was talking uh, several weeks ago about Ohio State needing to figure out who their starting quarterback was, I go, well, the last time Ohio State went to Notre Dame, it played both quarterbacks and both were effective in that game in, in certain ways. Obviously, Demetrius Stanley got that game going with that ridiculous uh, kickoff return. But from then on, it was a little bit of a landslide going downhill, wasn't it? We played them both both with quarterbacks, all, all, not only in that game, but all year long. Yeah. People got a short memory. That's that's a team that, that won the, the, the Rose Bowl game. You know? Yes. And uh, in, in that game, Pep, or, uh, Stan was 9 out of 15 for 154 yards. Joe only threw four five passes, but he completed four. Yes. So we played them both. Yeah. And Pepe Pearson had taken the place of Heisman Trophy winner Eddie George. Uh, it was like a little bit of a running back by committee, but Pepe, uh, what, 173 yards and two touchdowns? That's not too bad. Not, is it? not too bad. Orlando Pace had five pancake blocks. The pancake blocks when you put the guy right on his back. You know, yeah. that was a great football team. But we haven't even talked about the secondary. Yeah, well, let's uh, the Ohio secondary. State will not ha- ever have a better secondary than that year. How about these two defensive backs, Antoine Winfield and Sean Springs? Yeah, Never they weren't bad. Yeah, no, just right. joking. Uh, by the way, real quick, Antoine Winfield, who I have always thought pound for pound, is the best. <laughs> defensive player I've ever covered at Ohio State. I've never seen a guy tackle. Like, Anton Whitfield was about this tall. He still is. <laughs> Excuse Tim, me. I tell people, recruit, 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 and, and get players that can play better than you can coach. Yeah. Antoine yeah. Winfield had instinct. Antoine Winfield and David Foster are two of the best players I ever had in the secondary. And both of them, had, you know, you don't teach instinct. No. The ball, is, if, if it's a running play, he's up making the tackle. If it's a pass, he's back intercepting the pass or, you know, playing pass defense. And he, he and, and, he, and he, even his son, you know, yes. is, is playing in the National Ooh, Football League right now. passed on for some reason. That's a mistake. Uh, That's yeah, a big mistake. Yeah, that was mistake. a major mistake. I remember doing a story on him when he came here for a camp and, uh, and just the greatest guy you ever met. I mean, yeah. the young man is and turned out to be a hell of a football player. He's already won a already won a Super Bowl. He can so, play better than you can coach. Yes, exactly. Those are, but the point is, y'all go up there, Coach Cooper. Had you had you ever coached in that stadium before? I'm trying to remember in your fabled history. I've never been in that yeah, stadium before. Yeah, never been in that stadium before. But I had a great experience. Not only, I think I told you this. Story, well, wait a minute. Let's, get, well, let's finish this <laughs> up. Right, okay. How do you get your team ready to go to a place it's never been? Meaning, it's not like going to Northwestern or Rutgers. I'm Tim, talking Tim, about going you, into a stadium that Newt Rockney was built in, in the latter years of Newt Rockney's uh, uh, abbreviated tenure there because of the plane crash. But uh, that in 
they were just expanding it then. They didn't have the upper deck, you know, the upper level opened yet from the expansion. But how did you get your team ready to go into such a place Tim, against a really good football team? Tim, you don't have to get your team ready to go to Notre Dame. Are you kidding me? That's <laughs> I'm a just, Notre I'm Dame. I'm just trying to lay it up there so you can swat it. <laughs> Notre Dame. I, I was disappointed in the stadium. You know, they, like you said, it was under construction, all that kind of stuff. What, yeah. six, maybe 60,000 people? Yeah. But uh, – Back then, I, I had great respect for Notre Dame throughout my coaching career, and particularly Lou Holtz. Yeah, yeah, and and why, why, why for Lou Holtz? What well, what stood out about the way he handled himself, the way he coached? Obviously, Urban Meyer was on that staff up there. Yeah, Urban was on that staff up there, and 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 Urban. I, I never talked to Urban about it because Lou, Lou ran the program. Yeah, as oh, you yeah. Know. oh yeah. Well, I, I I knew Lou from when I coached at Tulsa. Lou was the head coach at Arkansas. Right. And never will forget. We get up Friday. We get up. Uh, Saturday morning, we'd spend Friday night in in, in in Tulsa, get up and eat eat the breakfast, get buses, bus over to Arkansas, play them tough every year over there. They'd always beat us, of course, and I never will forget going out and meeting him. Coach, you did a great job today. Boy, you had your team ready to play. I couldn't wait to, to, to pay him back, yeah. even, even here. And up there, and next year we, when we beat him. Hey, remember, real quick, what were, what were those uh, post-game midfield meetings like with him in the year '95? Oh, he would, 96. he would, he was the first thing you do. You know, of course, I always shook hands with the with the coach, you know, after the game, yeah. win or lose. Yeah. And uh, Coach Cooper, boy, you did a great job. You had your team ready to play today. You guys were well coached. You were tough. I want to say, hey, you know, get get out of here. You know. Yeah. Exactly. And I turned and moved, I, but I couldn't wait. I ran out to see him in midfield after that game up there. It, yeah. Uh, what do you remember him saying there? Was it uh, obviously he was nice to you and stuff? But I mean, did, could you he said could the you best. tell the look in his face? He'd just gotten his butt whipped. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, and, and he admitted it. I, and his comments after the game, I yeah. thought were great. You know, yeah. it, that that's one of the best victories we had the time I coached here. I mean, uh, some of the stats in that game, for example, uh, I wrote them there. Well, go Notre Dame had 90, 93 yards and six first downs in the first half. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. We had 283 to 93 in the first half, you know, 22-7 halftime. It could have been worse than it was. Yeah. Well, bottom line is when you get in a heavyweight match, a heavyweight boxing match, come out and hit that other guy as fast as you can, right? Just and we did that. He's in a fight. We did that. And y'all did that. Opening kickoff. Yeah. Demetrius Stanley, who's very, very, very unrated wide receiver for us. He he and Terry Glenn weren't, weren't too bad, you know. Yes. Terry yeah. Glenn down here. I never will forget that play. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 82 yards to the house against one of the better defensive backs that ever played the game. Yeah. And then Demetrius Stanley, obviously that great kickoff return against Notre Dame. He got the ball rolling, pardon the pun. Obviously, he played such a huge role in that comeback win, that drive to uh, to win the uh, to win the Rose Bowl. Obviously, David Boston caught the winning touchdown pass, but it was Demetrius Stanley that helped get you down there and stuff. And uh, just, boy, rest in peace to Demetrius Stanley. Oh, that, that, absolutely. Another thing I'm going to point out, Luke, Luke Fickle actually got an interception up there. That's right. You know, that's right. You know, we, yeah. we blitzed the, both safeties and dropped the linebacker out, and the quarterback threw it right to it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's funny. Well, I'm, I want to get your take on this on this coming game uh, for this week, but uh, but it has a lot of the same kind of like look to it. I mean, you've got a quarterback who would rather stay in the pocket and throw the ball, and it's Sam Hartman, the transfer from Wake Forest, who's done a hell of a job the, the first three games. Like, a, uh, actually, they've played four games now. The first four games, uh, he's done a hell of a job. Uh, but he likes to stay in the pocket, and they like to run power, and then they like to throw the ball over the top, you know, and underneath and things like that. But uh, it this is an interesting matchup when you look at it, isn't it? It, it is an interesting matchup, but I, th I think th I think we're going to see the same same thing that 
that we did to them up there. I think you're going to see that our defense. We haven't seen our defense yet this year. Right. I think we're going to put pressure, which I think we have to, make him throw some bad plays. The team that makes the fewest mistakes wins the game. We've got to force some turnovers, got to get some interceptions, maybe home recovery, be sound in the kicking game, and run the football, run the football, run the football, keep it away from him. Yeah. You know, Jim Knowles is sort of – I'm not saying he's become conservative. He What he has become – Kind of like what you were talking about with Fred Pugich and John Tenuta when he came along. You know, uh, you got great you got great players on this side of the ball. Don't don't screw it up with too much scheme, right? I mean, <laughs> kind of just get after it. And, Let them play. Yeah. yeah, and you've seen Jim Knowles kind of dabble in some things the first couple of weeks, like a four man rush with with both linebackers blitzing through the eight through the A gaps, uh, three man rush with both linebackers blitzing through the A gap, like against Youngstown State. Uh, some other little things he sprinkled in. But like you said, I don't think he's played his hand yet, right? I, I, I think the thing that, that a lot of people don't know about Coach Knowles is he's great at making adjustments. And we'll, we'll make some adjustments for Notre Dame up there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In my yeah. opinion. And he even admitted, you know, the end of the Georgia game, the fourth quarter, you're up two scores, three scores at one point. You know, why why get fancy? And he they make got it, a little fancy. They wanted to, they really wanted to deliver the killer blow and instead it went the other way around. Make them, right? make, make them beat, you, beat you the hard way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, what should be Ryan Day's, uh, I don't know, mental approach to this game, for one of another term, psychologically, should he be getting this team ready to go up there and just let it all hang out like he did against Georgia, uh, that he didn't do against Michigan? What, what, what would be – because y'all let it all hang out. What, what should be the approach in a game like one, this? One thing I think you got to do, Tim, is, is don't, don't make them better than they are. Make them beat you on the field. Don't 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 let them beat you before you go up there and play the game. Go, yeah. go up there and play our game. We got we got as good or better players than Notre Dame's got, in my opinion. Yeah. We've done a great job recruiting. We started expanding, as you know, when I came here. You huh. got to go nationwide, and we've yeah. done that. Our, we got players from all over California, Texas, Arizona, all, all over. Start at home. Don't ever overlook an in-state player. If it's close, take the in-state player. But get you get if you if you're going to play with Alabama and Georgia and you know, USC and Texas and Notre Dame and teams like that, you got to recruit. We recruit, 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 and get players that can play better than you can coach. Yeah. And we're doing that. Yeah. We got, we got excellent talent. We got good skilled people. We got good coaches. We got a, a good football team that could become even better and maybe even a great football team by the end, the end of the year. Let's go up there and let them turn it loose. Yeah, and I've said this a million times, Coach Cooper, because most people forget. You know, everybody wants to remember you in 210-1 against Michigan. You're the second winningest coach in Ohio State history, number one. But number two, y'all played offense, man. It, it, you know, from the late, uh, well, actually, even even at the beginning. But but when you got those players assembled, like Eddie George, like Terry Glenn, uh, right on down the line, all the guys we can name before that and after that, Robert Smith, uh, basically, you took the approach that I would always take. If you outscore somebody, that's a win. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Y'all played damn good defense uh, on many of those seasons too. But uh, but yeah, you look at this Ohio State offense. I mean, uh, uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. from from Pennsylvania, uh, Emeka Ibuka from uh, Seattle, Washington. Two of the best wide receivers in college football. Yeah, yeah absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Uh, your quarterbacks from uh, the same school as Marvin Harrison Jr., St. Joe's Prep in uh, Philadelphia. Uh, right on down the line, it's a mix. Of Ohio and and out and uh, out of state guys, but the other quarter, the other quarterback was coached. We got here, Brown was yeah. coached by uh, Joe Germain. Joe, Joe Germain, Brown, absolutely. Yeah, up until his senior yeah. year, yeah. Joe Germain moved back to his alma mater to be the head coach in uh, in uh, the uh, Phoenix area, 
and uh, Devin Brown went to Corner Canyon High School and up in the up, up in, Utah. in Utah, and had a hell of a year. I mean, this I know you like him, right? You like Devin Brown. I mean, oh yeah. I, oh, I mean, yeah. you like what you've seen. Yeah, him. I want to ask you this. Absolutely. Has, have you liked the way Ryan Day handled the quarterback derby? Because you got two very talented fellas, five stars, can't miss prospects. Don't you owe it to yourself and the team to figure it out sort of on the field? Tim, I don't question anything Ryan Day does with those quarterbacks. Why? They're why? in a better quarterback coach in college football or pro football, in my opinion, than Ryan Day. And I mean, why do you say that? He does, well, he does a great job. I mean, look at the results, for goodness sake. Yeah. He knows what he's doing. I, I, what I play him both probably, but he's a head football coach. I don't, yeah. I don't ever second guess anything he does. Yeah. But, but what stood out to me, though, is he stood in the face of, you know, mounting criticism the first couple of weeks and just kind of went with the idea, I still want to give these guys both some kind of shot on the field to show him he's coaching doing. he's coaching at ohio state exactly <laughs> exactly and then you know you never heard any criticism no when you no, no 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 <laughs> no woody me and earl woody uh, trust uh, you know urban all of us you know yeah. we, co we coached here we're all in the college hall of fame but we don't coach here anymore yeah no yeah <laughs> pardon this interruption of this great conversation i'm having with john cooper but i want to let you know about an amazing product that's come into my life and in the last few days, it's HelloFresh, the HelloFresh meal kits. My wife and I tried them for the first time and we loved them. Uh, HelloFresh, in case you aren't, aren't familiar with the product, uh, you get farm fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. That allows you to skip trip, trips to the grocery store and you can count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. Remember, Cooking is involved. This isn't a microwavable kind of situation. These are these are real meals with delicious portions and and ingredients. For example, the other night my wife made this uh, creamy dill pork tenderloin meal, which included uh, green beans, couscous, and and of course the pork tenderloin, which comes with the meal. Yeah, the meat comes with the meal. But what really made it was the special sauce uh, that my wife was able to conjure up by the directions listed on the back. Uh, it was as tasty as anything you're going to find in any gourmet restaurant. Remember, all you have to all you have to have on hand are salt and pepper, uh, butter, eggs, and uh, and your favorite cooking oil, whatever you need. But the but HelloFresh provides the rest. It allows you also to expand these uh, recipes to feed more than two. But my wife and I really enjoyed the meal for just two. It was quite filling and quite delicious. And uh, the bottom line is you can also, they have a great offer going for you if you respond to this uh, Letterman Row Letterman advertising. Uh, you've got to go to hellofresh.com slash 50letterman and use the code 50letterman for 50% off, plus you'll get 15% off of your next two months orders. Remember, that's go to HelloFresh.com slash 50letterman and use the code 50letterman for 50% off uh, plus 15% off the next two months. Uh, like I said, my wife and I really enjoyed it. You could smell it cooking. And uh, we're, we're looking forward to trying even more recipes as this goes on because there are 40 recipes available right now with over with over 100 add-on items, you can you can have them stuffed in that in that sack that comes with your meal. So, uh, HelloFresh, we found it's the way to go. I hope you do too.
Now let's get back to my conversation with John Cooper. You know, before I did that Hello Fresh commercial, uh, Coach Cooper, you were talking about the pressure. You were alluding to the pressure. Hardly any head coach here leaves of his own accord, you know? At least it's been my experience covering this team for 40 Tim, years. Tim, I may point out one other thing. People got a short memory. There's some pretty good coaches here in, in yes. the mid 90s. Yes. Uh, you know, Joe Paterno and, and you know Lloyd Carr and Bo Schimbecker and Hayden Fry and Barry Alvarez and Lou Holtz in Notre Dame. Lou, like you Lou, said. Lou Holtz. How, how about Nick Saban? Yeah. You know, up at the, yeah, he wasn't. Yeah, he wasn't bad at Michigan State. Yeah. And yeah. Of course, he was pretty Penn, good. Penn, he turned uh, out to be pretty good. Purdue had a good coach and a great quarterback. Drew Brees wasn't too bad. Yeah. Tom Brady wasn't too bad. It's, yeah. Yeah. Big Ten football was really, really sound and really good in the in the nineties, in yeah. my opinion. What do you think about it now? I mean, I think it's pretty good these days. I mean, there are a couple of programs going, you know, going uh, through a renaissance or uh, or trying to get a renaissance going. But well, uh, Michigan's gotten a lot better the last few years. They went through for about 10, 12 years when they weren't very good. Yes. So, you know, they changed their offense. You know, instead of running the ball and being physical like they like they like they, they are they are now like they used to be when Bo was up there and Lloyd Carr was up there, they run you know trying to little guys, fast guys. You don't win in the Big Ten with small. You know, yes. little little slow guys. Scatbacks. Scatbacks. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. You're gonna play a couple games in the in the wind and the snow and the rain, and you better be able to play defense and you better be able to run the ball. What have you seen? Because you pay attention to this. Uh, what have you seen different about Ryan Day compared to the, maybe the middle of the year last year? I'm just talking about the way he's approaching things. Uh, obviously, you know whether anybody at Ohio State admits it. I don't think. I think they bristled at this narrative that was developing, excuse me, that they're a finesse team on offense. I think he has been bound and determined the first three games of this year, and we'll see what happens on Saturday night at Notre Dame, to put the physicality definitely back into it, calling for a violent approach like this past week uh, going into that Western Kentucky game. Uh, you got to be that way. I mean, at Ohio State, you do have to finally have that physical component, right, that you can count on. Tim, you got to do that. The game has changed. When I when I was a young kid, it was a single wing, and everybody played eight man front. Yeah. But the next thing you know, it's a it's a wing wing T, and everybody went to the fifty defense, the yeah. Okie defense, you know, slant and angle. Yeah. Then it was the option, and everybody was now playing four three. Triple then option, they went, either the veer or the wishbone. Yeah. yeah. And now it's a spread. Yeah. Well, you by know, the way, you left out the I formation I, I, too. That I, was I left big. out the I formation, yeah. and I left out the wishbone yeah. and all that option. But yeah. now, now it's a spread. Everybody's running a spread. Yeah. And you better have skilled people. You better have wide receivers, which we call, or we have a few wide receivers, you know, about six or eight of them that can play anywhere in the country, and two or three of them are Harrison's the best in college football. Yeah. No question about it, in my yeah. opinion. But you spread out like that, you better have some defensive backs over there that can run. You don't ask a, a guy to do something he can't do. You don't get in the, you know, you. Yeah, exactly. You, don't you, say that on the air. No, I, I, can't I, say I keep my. You know what I'm talking clean. about. Yeah. yeah. But but you got to be able to run. So you got to recruit. That's why everybody's recruiting nationwide. Everybody's recruiting speed. Everybody's spread running the spread. Everybody's throwing the ball. We copy what somebody else does. And and who knows now? But now people are starting to to get you know tighten down a little bit and run the ball. You because beat, you beat Michigan. Everybody's recruited for that other thing. Exactly. Yeah, you yeah. beat Michigan. You better be able to run the football. Yeah. You better be able to stop their running game because they're going to run. Yeah. Not only do these people have good, including us. We talk about wide receivers. We got a few defensive or offensive running backs that can play too. Yeah, Michigan yeah. does. Penn State does. But Tim, it ain't going to change. 
You start on the West Coast, it's going to be USC. Come this way, it's going to be Texas. It's going to be Oklahoma. It's going to be Alabama, Georgia, Florida, LSU, Oklahoma. It's going to be Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan in yeah. the Big Ten. Yeah. I don't care if we got NIL, you know, whatever. But that, hey, that, it ain't going to change. Once you lose your grip, though, you left out a team there. Once you lose your grip, Notre boy, Dame. it's hard to get back. No, Nebraska. Man, Nebraska. remember how good they were? Remember when you were with uh, uh, Pepper Rogers at, uh, what was that, Kansas? And, oh, yeah. And y'all played uh, Nebraska every year. And it's like uh, they're fighting to get back to that. Do you think they can? No. I don't they're think they too can. Too far out there, aren't they? They're, they're, they're not even players. They're yeah. not many high school players. Yeah. They're good. They're good. You win with talent. And those those teams that I mentioned, they're, they're best, the best is, is USC. Yeah. You know, 40 million people, 39 million people live in California. USC is a private school. Get anybody to school. You, you get, then you come to Texas, down south, down there. You go to Georgia, great high school football, Florida, LSU, all those players stay at home. Ohio's has got we got 11 million, 12 million people live here. Start at home, keep the good players at home. Michigan does a good job recruiting, probably nationwide. Great academic school, yeah. Great tradition and you know the big house and all that stuff. But it ain't gonna change. You got but you got to recruit. Okay. The team that's got the best players usually wins. Yeah. I want to ask you this before we get out of here. Uh, you know your history. You're a uh, a fan, a history buff of college football and stuff. Uh, so many things have changed recently with all the, the, uh, the conferences expanding, the two major conferences expanding, Southeastern Conference and the Big Ten. Now you, you're going to have next year USC, UCLA, Oregon, and Washington in the Big Ten. Who saw that coming uh, five years ago? Not me. Uh, but uh, Notre Dame is still sitting out there quasi-independent. Does Notre Dame eventually need to be in the Big Ten? What is your take on that? We tried real hard when I was coaching here to get Notre Dame to come to the league, and, and I think that's a mistake. I think I think they need to be. I'd love to see them in yeah. the old Big Ten. It'd be natural. You know? wouldn't oh, it'd be great. it'd be fantastic. But you get I don't know. I don't I don't like how how are you gonna how you, it, there's not gonna be no Rose Bowl anymore. Yeah. In, in the well, old days, it's not gonna be a Rose Bowl. But it's not yeah, gonna be the it ain't gonna be Ohio. It ain't gonna yeah. be the winner of Ohio State Michigan game going to the Rose Bowl every right, every right, year, you know. Right. But, but, what, but no, what's, I, but what stands out is, I mean, you're sitting here. The, the Big Ten's going to have Michigan, uh, Michigan State, Purdue, uh, USC. Those are four of Notre Dame's big-time rivals over the years. You know, obviously USC Notre Dame is almost as storied as Ohio State, Michigan. Uh, almost you know, as storied as Texas Oklahoma. You know how you get them in a in, in your league, don't you? You don't play them. Yeah. If Joe Paterno he, said that about 30 years ago, yeah. and everybody. I said that. I yeah. said that in the Big Ten meeting. We, when I was head coach here, we had a meeting. We tried, like, that, you know, to, to get them in the Big Ten. And they remember, they don't were always coming, and then their alumni said, yeah. "No, we don't yeah. want to do it." Yeah, if they don't come in the league, don't play them. Yeah, who are they going to play? Every year they play Michigan State. They play Purdue, right? Yeah, every year don't play. Well, them. they have in the past, yeah. not yeah. necessarily every year, but it's been off and on. And the, you know, the rivalry with Michigan is one of the great ones ever. And like I said. But now USC is going to be sitting here. If they make you, if they make Big Ten teams play, possibility of playing ten games, you know, down the road. Yeah. In in conference, you're probably not going to play Notre Dame in September. You know what I mean? I mean, in uh, you know, first of September or something. You understand exactly, what I'm saying? Exactly. Exactly. So the freeze out could happen. It, it 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 could happen, and then you know, I to be honest with you, I don't I don't think they're as good as they used to be. I mean, that uh, the Fighting Irish, you know, New Rock Day and way back and. They had a lot of great football coaches and a lot of great players and a lot of great uh, a lot of great teams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, last thing, Coach, uh, you'll probably get asked this question a million times. Who do you like Saturday night at Ohio's at, at uh, Notre Dame 
stadium that's expanded. You got Touchdown Jesus, which you can see, still see over the north uh, end zone. Who do you like on Saturday night and why? The best, the, the team with the best players usually wins. I think we have better talent than they got. Now, I do like their quarterback. I think he's made them a lot better than they would have been had he not transferred in here. Another thing, I don't, I don't like the, the portal. I don't like to be able to transfer and be immediately eligible like they're doing now. But uh, if, if we play our best game and they play their best game, we'll win the game. If, if we don't and they play their best, you know, the, the team that makes a few mistakes in this game team is going to win the game. That's one of my Ten Commandments. The first one: the team that makes the fewest mistakes wins. But I think I think I think Ohio State will beat them. Yeah. Did you see this coming from Marcus Freeman, way back when? I mean, becoming no, a head coach. no, 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 no. I don't. Well, I, I thought he'd be a head yeah. coach someday. I didn't know if he. Yeah. Well, no, but I mean, I, I mean, what, what, you know, what, what, what stands out about him in your opinion? Uh, recruiting, recruiting, and you know, he obviously he did a great job down in Cincinnati. You know, for yeah. for, for Coach Fickle, Luke Fickle, who got guy very. I'm, Probably Luke Fickle, Mike Rabel, you know, two of my ex-players here, head coaches in the pros, and 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 Luke 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 Fickle's a great football coach, and but they can recruit and they can coach, and they teach fundamentals. That's a secret now. Recruit good players, but you also got to teach them how to bend their knees, how to tackle, you know, don't ball thrown, intercept it, don't knock it down, get the interception. That's what we got to do. We get more turnovers. Yeah. You yeah. know. Do you like the I way? I don't get excited about breaking up a pass. Yeah, I when, got you. You know, we, but sometimes a breakup's better than a catch. <laughs> but, but an interception is better now. Oh, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Intercept, ball, ball is thrown, it's thrown to me. That's the attitude like you have to have. a field goal and a touchdown, you still, you still get something out of it. Oh, you know yeah, I mean? absolutely. Uh, hey, let's say, do you like the way this defense is playing? We talked about it earlier, but it looks like the secondary is taking a notch, taking several steps up from a confidence standpoint. That Igbenosin kid, talk about the transfer portal, came in, came over here from, from Ole Miss, et cetera, I think has really helped them. The, you know, the kid number one, uh, Jordan Hancock, number seven, and Denzel Burke, number 10, the quarterbacks especially seem to be playing with a little bit of confidence. Do you like what you see out there? Uh, they're getting better. They're getting better, better, better. But ball's thrown, it's thrown to me. Go make the interception. We only got one. We didn't get inter Corners didn't get inter interceptions last year. We did get one, uh, you know, yeah. er early in the year here. There you go. Yeah. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's coming from a, a safety who played for the Dirty 30 back at Iowa State way back when, a native of uh, East Tennessee. Well, I guess Knoxville, Powell. That's East Tennessee. I, I, I grew it? up a, a big Tennessee fan. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. General yeah. Nayland. General Nayland. Nayland Stadium. Back when uh, coaches had nicknames. And, uh, of course, he was a general, I guess, in the but, Army, but right? But, Tim, I, coach, I, I was going to be a high school football coach. Yeah. And I, I interviewed for a job. But we can't hire you. You don't have any experience. <laughs> what I do, I went. I thought I was going back home. I went from, I, instead of going home, I went 2,000 miles the other way to Oregon State. Oregon State. But Oregon State, we went to the Rose Bowl there in 64. They haven't been back. Yeah. Went yeah. to the Rose Bowl at UCLA and beat the best college football team I've ever seen in my life until this day, Michigan State. Duffy Doherty and all those Michigan State players. Uh, anyway, I, I've been I've been around the country, seen a lot of them. By the way, this is a great place. Hand, to but I was a big Alabama fan back then, and y'all beating Michigan State put the dominoes in effect for Bear Bryant winning his second straight national championship at Alabama, 64 and 65. I did mention I Alabama, you. didn't it? One of the uh, great teams. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 yeah you Absolutely. mentioned Alabama yeah. as one of those yeah. great teams. Well, uh, Coach Cooper, it's always a pleasure, as you know, not just playing golf with you, but talking with you. A couple times you've been on my podcast, excuse me, the Tim May Show, and I appreciate it. Uh, uh, one last thing I wanted to ask you. If you could change anything about this football team, Ohio State, right now, what would it be? 
That's kind of hitting you from sideways, but yeah, you get. You took I, notes I, I, on that other stuff. <laughs> uh, the, the, the get, get back, silver bullet defense. Eleven guys chasing the ball, getting there in a bad mood. Now we're we're doing that. We're not doing that like we did in the mid '90s. But do you see and, the possibilities? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and we're getting better. That's the thing about it. Yeah. We're getting better. We play, we played better, much better this past week than we did the first two ball games, in my opinion. We'll play better up there next week. We'll show some things up there, like we talked about earlier, and like we did. You don't have to show a lot to to beat the Youngstown State. Yeah. You know, in, in yeah. Western Western Kentucky. 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 Yeah. But uh, you go up there, you don't, you don't, you don't, you don't try to hide anything. Let come out there. You know, ready to go. Yeah. And they will. We will. Ladies and gentlemen, the incomparable John Cooper, thanks for joining the Tim May Show. And uh, until next week, ladies and gentlemen, we will see you then.